Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, John. How the heck are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Looking forward to a Wing Dong Dilly show, which I know we're going to have. Weather's good. Wow. Well, weather's a little cold. It's 11, but. A little cold. Um, yeah, I got a, I got my blankie. I'm doing fine. Blankie. Blankie, you got your radiator. You got, you're, you're all set. I am too. Mm-hmm. I got my, my heating pad on. My feet are staying warm. It's about the same temperature here as it is there. It's really, well, it's a little warmer here, but very cold for us. Hey, 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 you know what? Some people just got here and they've never oh, really? been before and they don't know what we're talking about. They don't know what this show is. They know nothing, which <laughs> i got to tell you, it's not a bad way to be. But in case you wanted to know, we talk about four things. First of all, we're brothers, actual brothers. And my name's Jerry. And my name's John. And we are the bros of the bro show. We are those Daniels boys. And you know what? We talk about four things. The first thing we talk about is a story concerning an animal. And every six months, we choose a different animal. And the animal right now for this season is what, John? It's season of the whale. Well said. Yes. And second, yeah. And also, we run into words in mm. in living our lives, reading books, listening to whatever, and doing research for the show. And we run into words, so we share a word with you every week. And mm. then we have a topic called two takes, or sometimes we call it takeout. I don't know what it is, but it's. It's John and I talking about something, sometimes arguing, sometimes agreeing, uh, and it's always weird, almost always weird, I would say. You know, we notice things other people don't notice, yep. so you're going to notice them now, too. And lastly, but not leastly, we do groaners, otherwise mm. known as dad jokes, and we have a Yes, supply. dad, bad, take your pick. Oh, yeah, I never thought about that, dad and bad. Oh, well, uh, yeah, so... Uh-oh. That's that's what we're doing here. Uh, hey, hey. hey, John, what shirt, what T-shirt are you wearing? I got the Bro Show live from that infamous um, concert we did down that's still talked about considerably. It's amazing oh. how often oh. people comment about this down at the Clark Street Ale House back in April, I think, of 2017. We did this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, that was an event. The T-shirt, much more notable than the actual event. And the set list uh, is incomparable. I mean, the set list just it, it, it tells it ever. tells the best set it list does. ever put together by a, a in a for a concert. People yeah. love to talk about the yeah. set list. They do, they do. We played a fraction of it. What of are you wearing? What, what shirt are you wearing? I am wearing a Clark Street uh, Ale House T-shirt, the Bro Show Clark Street Ale House T-shirt, as yours is the Bro Show T-shirt, also. But this one is the previous one that okay. we did originally. Yeah, sounds first, good. Yeah, first, that, was, yeah uh, that was out on the beer garden. Uh, yeah, it was. We did the show live. Well, I'd call that one Bro Show uh, Podcast Bro live. Show live. Yeah, yeah. Live that was that was amazing. Okay, so in any case, yeah, that that's what the deal there is, and uh, we have a sponsor, don't we? Yes, we sure do. It's uh, our sponsor is Save. The Whales, and it's a nonprofit organization established in 1977, which has a mission of preserving and protecting the ocean and its inhabitants, primarily, principally whales. Uh, yes. It was it was formed by uh, a woman named Maris uh, Siddenstecker, and their they their mission uh, their program is pri- primarily w- working with educating youth 
So people know from the get-go. Kids know right away that whales are important. Yeah. And they do take on uh, special projects uh, they can get funding for. And so if a big problem arises, primarily on the West Coast where they're, they're located in California, they will rise to the occasion and make things happen. So save the whales. And they have got what we really oh. hold near and dear to our hearts as a yeah. funding source. Merchandise and leading the way is T-shirts. T-shirts. We love T-shirts. As you can tell, we talked about T-shirts for a few minutes at the top of the show. T-shirts can make your day. They really can. You can represent with a T-shirt. This is what I'm about. This is yes. what I do. This is how I roll. Yeah, so T-shirts are important. They've got lots of them. You can check them out. Also, we've, uh, that's in the show notes. We've got a link to buy a T-shirt. We've also got a place where you can donate. And they started out without any donations at all. Yeah, they, just re- they, they were they able to subsist on T-shirts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's a little guide to you guys going forward. You know, if the apocalypse comes, T-shirts. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. So. Hey, we got a whale of a story, too. Yeah, we do. We have a whale of a story. And uh, yeah, uh, this one. We got this one early on. We have so many whale stories. Now, the ch- our challenge is picking good ones. And right. I think this is a good one. What do you it think? It is. I mean, well, quite often it's difficult to tell how old a whale is. And what's interesting about this story is that there is documented very concrete evidence to support the longevity of this animal. And perhaps you could give us a little of the deets. Deets. Uh, the whale in question here is a bowhead whale. They are uh, the only Arctic whale. This whale right. does not migrate to warmer, warmer climes. Well, it's not the only. There are some smaller whales that are Arctic. But this is the big one. This is the big one that's Arctic. And it does not go down to, like, Baja, California, buy tacos and hang out. No, mm-hmm. and have babies. This one hangs north, likes mm. the cold. And yes. This a very unusual whale. Without getting into too much about the whale itself, I have to say a couple of things about what they discovered. They found – all right, just recently this whale was used in a ceremonial fashion by natives in Alaska to celebrate their lives and their heritage and whatever. And they, they, they captured and carved up this beautiful animal. I feel like this is cannibalism. This is making me sick. And they found in the animal an old 1880 harpoon. They yes. dated it. They authenticated it. And it's just the tip of the harpoon. It's not the whole harpoon. They had not, uh, you know, and they, ha- I, John, I'm so conflicted about this article we have linked in the show notes. It's a, I'm just going to say it's a real <laughs> shithead article because, you know, they do not give the whale proper respect in the, oh, it probably didn't hurt the whale. They got all this blubber. Yeah. Really bothered me. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to ignore that. The story is that this whale lived 130 years. Okay. It lived 130 years. It's been documented. Long suspected that they can live as long as 200 years, maybe even more. But now the question is why? Okay. Why? Yeah. I mean, this whale is, and we're not talking just one very small whale here. We're talking a whale that's going to be probably 40, 50 feet long. It's going to be, it could weigh up to 100 tons. Uh, Yeah, this is a big boy. Uh, it is now. No. Well, why? 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 Well, I, I, I'm going to have to throw that question back to you. Why? Okay. I'll tell you why. 
because of something we're going to talk about in about three or four minutes. That's why. Because the animal lives in a harsh environment. It's very cold in the Arctic, as you might remember. Mm. And because of the cold temperatures, the animal adapted to living in cold, which means low metabolism, which always translates to longer lifespan. And also, in general, the the body of this whale has responded by accumulating fat, by consolidating its circulatory system to build up the maximum amount of heat with the least amount of effort. This animal is extremely good at staying alive in cold weather, and its diet consists of other animals who stay fat to stay warm. So as a high-fat diet, which has also been correlated with longevity. So this animal is pretty amazing, and it's adapted uniquely to live in very icy, cold climes. It's even got a it's kind of a bonehead. It's got a plate in its head that'll allow it to go through one foot thick ice barriers. It's, it's got that stone bonehead. It couldn't live because it has to come no. up and breathe. It's a mammal. This is uh, this is the longest lived mammal on mm. Earth. Well, I'll tell you, I just got one thing. I think we need to clarify this. When you said leads to longevity, always this and that. Whale longevity. Mm. Let's make it clear that all this stuff you said is dealing with whale longevity. I don't want any whales. Whale, not not mice, not mice, but whales. No whales. Okay. Okay. Now, are you ready for the word? Let's let, give, give us a word. Come on, give us a word. Here's a word. Hormesis. Anything, Jerry? Yeah, that's right, a good you one. lost your mind. Why are you bringing up this old Greek word right now in 2022? What does what could this what relevance could this possibly have? How have you possibly run into this? Okay, mm. right, here we go. This word hormesis. Let me read you the definition from the dictionary. Favorable response to a low dose of an agent such as alcohol. That has a detrimental effect at a higher dose. You know, yeah. you could substitute the word poison for alcohol there too. <laughs> that, not that alcohol is poison. Or you could that put alcohol po- parens poison. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't taking a shot at alcohol. Uh, you were taking. You were taking a shot at it, but taking a shot yeah, of it. Well, we may consider that. <laughs> I might consider that. I need that probably. <laughs> you know, here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's. Classic hormetics are poisons. Mercury mm-hmm. is, a, is a classic hormetic used in India, believe it or not. They use very, very minute quantities of mercury to stimulate responses in the human body to fight a disease. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I think a, a couple things like uh, too much of a good thing is bad. I think. <laughs> yeah, too much of a bad, a bit bad, of a bad thing, thing is, is good. Is, <laughs> right? A little right. bit of bad is good. Too much bad yeah, is, is bad. It's, it's, it is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Th- I, I watch HBO. Wanna... That's proof. Hormesis. So uh, Hormesis. Yeah, I think we ought to just make H. I'm going to get the spelling in case somebody's oh, yeah, trying to look ahead. it up. H-O-R-M-E-S-I-S. So that's the yeah. spelling. But we're, you know. So a good example about this is stress you mentioned uh, you have in the notes here. So how does stress work? A little bit of stress good? Are you asking me? 
Yeah. Or is this yeah. rhetoric? This is not rhetoric. Why is stress okay. good? Okay. Okay. Uh, it activates pathways in the body, mm. certain pathways that are made to deal with stress. You know, we didn't always grow up in condos and apartments and drive around in cars. We used to live in caves and have to run from saber-toothed tigers. To right. simplify things. Yeah. So these are life-saving pathways that allow your metabolism to accelerate suddenly, that allow you to think in a very, very judicious manner about what you should do to avoid the teeth of that saber-toothed tiger, you know, stuff like that. So when, activation, it activates things. It works well, as a hormetic, you might say. Sounds good. Oh, I like that. Got the old yeah. adjective, or a, a noun in yeah. there. Yeah. Noun adjective. Such a deal. It's both, actually. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. I think that's a good word. We might be able to put that to use in two takes if we work at it real hard. Maybe we don't have to work that hard. Too much work. That's too much work. Too much work. Well, a little bit of work is a hormetic, but too much work is 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 soul destroying. Yeah. You you ready? Should I tell you the story how we ran into our topic? Yeah. This is yeah. Give give a give a, a, a concise, rather quick, but go for it. Okay. Here's the segue. Here's the topic. The topic is lifespan. It's a book by David Sinclair. However. As interesting and riveting as this book is, and it actually is, uh, the story of how we got there is, is of some interest also, I believe, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, here it is. Here's how it happened. So uh, uh, I'm on cancer form. Since you, if you have cancer, I recommend these things. There's are forums that are online where you can hear other cancer victims and some, you know, people who are living through it who will talk about their stuff. And this is a really good one. And they talk about this prescription drug every once in a while, and I'm interested in it. It's called metformin. Metformin is a diabetes drug. It's a really old drug. It's been around for a long time, and it's very effective. That's why it's still around, and it's very inexpensive. And a lot of guys in my forum use metformin to keep their cancer from from waking up. Prostate cancer really never disappears once it gets into stage four. It's always there. It's dormant, though, so we want to keep it dormant. Metformin is supposed to help with this. It's also supposed to keep you know, a bunch of other things working properly, including your brain. So I read about metformin and reading about metformin, an advocate for metformin is this guy, Dr. David Sinclair. Dr. David Sinclair also talks about longevity and anti-aging. And something I'm not that interested in, I'm more interested in, you know, having a good week, something like that, you know, (laughs) right? Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, I fell into the stuff on David Sinclair, and I ran into this book called Lifespan, and this is interesting to me, not from an anti-aging point of view, but from the point of view of hormesis and all this other stuff, that there are pathways in the body that naturally exist that we could stimulate into activity and have a better quality of life. Yes, I think uh, as we take a look at the, the book Lifespan itself was is is a bestseller. Came out in 2019, um, on and it's it's a very good book. It's autobiographical to some extent. If it's going to be a bestseller, it's going to be very popular. So this isn't what you call a scientific scientific textbook, but in no. it is a, is his opportunity to grasp an audience and tell him his theories as it relates to aging. And I think that his first statement is real important. Aging is a disease. Quite often we Mm. read it as a condition that we're just, it's inevitable, we're going to have. And I think the other thing that's important about this is that he's addressing aging as 
it can be it's a disease that can be treated. Now you're not gonna you know yeah. this isn't like taking some sort of medication and you're gonna live forever. So yeah. so what's interesting then that means that if aging is a disease, it's probably the most common disease out there because everybody's gonna get it. Yep. You know everybody. So now how does this all play out? It plays out by the fact that there is what what's important is sustaining the processes within the body to keep us healthy and alive. We yes. find there's a thing called uh, sirtuins, which is a group yes. of genes which is responsible for regulating those processes. And what happens over the course of our lives is that as we age, we got deterioration of cells, tissue, etc., and this. Sirtuins are able to regulate and go as, well, as Dr. Sinclair says, as troops, go and address little issues and bigger issues as they come forward. Yeah. And that way, they're able to kind of keep us healthy. And the problem is, as we get older, two things happen. The aging process gets accelerated. We have more yes. damage. We have more yes. need for these sirtuins to work. And the sirtuins mm. aren't as... At, they're not as efficient and active because they're old. So what we yep. need is we need to have a process. We need to have something to keep these troops active, ready to run, and make sure that they go to the right places to help, it, to help right us running, Yeah, at the right time and where we need it. And yep. what Dr. Sinclair has found out is we've got some behavioral things yes. that can help us in that regard. I'll talk a little behavior, and I want you to jump yep. in and work on the supplements. Okay. And it's amazing as we take a look at behavior because I think we just – these are things we know, diet and exercise, two basic things. And we we talk about these things primarily as how they can help us live. But what's interesting about it is that what we might think is the – there's priority as you take a look at diet. What, what do you need for diet? Well, it's what you eat, it's how much yeah. you eat, and it's when you when eat. You eat. Yeah. Now, what we find out, though, is at the prioritize, the most important of those three, three factors is when you eat, how often Boy, and the intervals in between. Yes. In fact, the lowest of those items is probably what you eat. Isn't so that you amazing? Need to, yeah. And what you need to do is you need to eat with what's what, fasting and eat yeah. over, you know, intervals, longer intervals, and then reduce the amount you eat. And the third thing, of course, it's important. I mean, the diet in yeah. terms of what you eat is important, but it isn't the most important factor as it no, relates no. to relating to this. The other thing is, is diet. And yep. I mean, excuse me, exercise. So exercise, what's kind of interesting yeah, about interesting. that yeah, yeah. is that uh, what, what, what exercise will do for you, it activates these uh, sirtuins to get them to do their work. But the problem is there's a trade-off if you exercise too much you're basically kind of working against it because you're destroying part of your body. We know that, yeah. you know, the more you exercise and the fact is it doesn't take a lot of exercise in order for you to get those sirtuins to activate it. You don't have to do that much and that often. So uh, we, we've talked about wow. generalities. Uh, we, we don't want to get into much of specifics. I mean, you're supposed to exercise three times a week, once a week, etc. But those are the right. general principles. Now yeah. we've got the supplement side of it, which is, I think, really interesting. And perhaps you can kind of give a little clue as to how that works. Yes. Well, <coughs> one thing about fasting, people hear the word fasting and they freak out. Well, I'm not going to fast. 
you know, I grew up poor and I didn't get to eat enough. I'm going to eat. God damn it. You know, that kind of thing. No, no. Mm-hmm. Fast. Everybody fast. Almost everybody. 96, 97% of the population fast because at night you don't eat when you're asleep. And, and what do you, you get up and do? Fast, you break your fast. Breakfast. Break fast. Break fast. Right? <laughs> so when you're sleeping, you're fasting. Yeah. And you get credit for it. Is that the best thing ever? Remember when I was yeah. telling you I fell asleep talking to one of my clients and he paid me for sleeping? That's what this is like. <laughs> That's what this is like. So wow. you break that down. All right. Enough about that. So we know diet and exercise. Very good, John. And I like what you guys say. That was beautiful. I hope I can talk succinctly about what the chemicals are involved in this, the molecules that can help. Now, okay, those two things work. Anything that can allow those two things to work better or even work without diet and exercise would be of interest. Wouldn't you agree? If there I was totally a way, agree. If there was a way to activate these pathways, that, and there is, and these things are basically, some of them are actually hormetics, just like we talked about. And exercise and fasting is a hormetic. So right. these are things that you don't, people don't like to go without food. And if you tell them they have to go without food, they're going to get angry. But in, in reality, if you control it and do it properly, you can do it without, you know, going through huge deprivations and activate these pathways. But there are molecules. There are molecules you can get, supplements you can get. And the primary one is called NMA. And it stands for, get ready, John. What? Nicotinamide mononucleotide. Watch out, you're going to start sounding like me. I know, it's terrible, it's terrible. It's catching, it's catching. That's the primary one. That's the fuel that allows the sirtuins that you talked about to work. Sirtuins are the gas pedal. These things are the fuel. So this is a really cool thing. If you can get your NM. A supplement, you can create NADs, which are not short for gonads, by the way. NADs <laughs> is another molecule that is in every cell of your <laughs> goodness. It's in every cell of your body, and if you don't have it, you're dead. It's a cellular yep. metabolite, and so this is very important to stay alive. And NAD levels are measured to, cor- to measure your biologic age. So NAD is a big deal. NMN helps you make NAD along with, uh, you know, the, the sirtuins, which you can get from taking Reservatrol, which is Ooh. in berries and grapes and wine. Ooh. So, yeah, a little bit will do you, though. Uh, another hormetic. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's the chemical and, and, and uh, uh, what's called supplement side of it now. Okay, that sounds a little theoretical, Jerry. Yes, but it's not theory, John. You know why? Why? I'm getting some of these. Hey, listen, you're going to be the guinea pig we've been all looking for. I am the guinea pig everyone's been looking for. I'm perfect. <laughs> clueless. I'm clueless. <laughs> yeah, I already have a fatal disease other than aging. Uh, this, is, this is perfect. This is perfect for me. I was born to do this. Wow. And I'm getting it in the mail. And it's coming out of the UK. You can get it from several places. Now, when you buy supplements, this is above and beyond all the aging stuff. John and I have talked about this this week. This is important. When you buy supplements, they are not regulated by the FDA. They do not have to have trials and studies and peer-reviewed uh, research. Mm-hmm. Do they, John? They don't at all. They don't because they don't claim to do anything specifically if you look at the bottle. I mean, these are all anecdotal uh, things that happen, so they can't say yeah. – they, they don't really yep. 
say much, but we we can read. We can read. And the main thing, what is the main thing? You want to know what you're buying is actually in the bottle. And this yeah. is a big problem. This is a big problem. Because, you know, an unscrupulous supplement vendor can put anything in those capsules. <clears throat> so, uh, you, there are a few third-party regulatory bodies that are not part of any company that certify the contents. So, when you buy a supplement, make sure that it is what it is that it's in the capsules and you can do that by looking at how often they're surprise audited inspected all that sort of stuff so i chose very carefully to get my supplements from uh, a good supplement vendor that is frequently audited that is highly thought of and etc etc and these will be here on my doorstep wednesday or thursday of the coming week and we will do an update on this as we have it. Wow. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Okay. Well, I'll tell you an important thing uh, also is credibility. And I am the uh, ultimate skeptic. I mean, I've lived my life as an auditor. I'm a professional skeptic, is like I, I like to say. So I took a little deep dive, and we need to think about the fact is, well, what gives some credibility to this? You've got to understand that, hey, how come not everybody's doing this right now? Well, uh, the fact is that there are no clinical, there are some clinical studies, but there's not a lot of that going on. It's mostly anecdotal. But we mm. can find some credibility, I do believe, in the fact that Dr. Sinclair has been working at probably one of the major uh, uh, educational institutions in our country, Harvard University, for well over 20 years. He's got yeah. his own laboratory there called the Sinclair Lab, which hires over 20 uh, scientists and has had over 100 uh, students go through it and become trained in his principles, whether in with broadly with respect to yeah. genetics. So mm. he's got something there. The other thing which I like took a look at, there's an organization founded by the uh, Congress back in 1974 called the National Institute on Aging. The National Institute on Aging has a section of it called the Division on Aging uh, Biology. So they work. This organization is sort of like when we take a look at cancer, they do research. Well, this is research on, on aging. So I took a look at that. And I said, well, I wonder where Dr. Sinclair fits into this. Took a look at their December conference, saw that the first speaker for their conference was, sure enough, Dr. Sinclair. So um, that to me gives it a, 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 a fair amount of credibility. Uh, yeah. Sure. There's there's some there's some unknowns. I think the biggest thing we, right now is that we have trouble quite often explaining and understanding. So how is a little bit of a question mark, but let's let it play out. And I think that yeah. will uh, tell the story. OK, well, we're running late. How about a couple of groaners? Here's we got a groaners are provided by provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder, Jr. And so. Um, I, I'm going to have a guest uh, a, a contributor. Oh, we have an oh. active listener by the name of Larry Roth who provided me with a long list of groaners. So we're going to have a, a, one of his groaners and one of Vince's. So here we go. Why did the cross-eyed teacher have trouble with student deportment? Why did the cross-eyed teacher have trouble with student deportment? Wait, I don't have a clue on this one. What, watch out. He, he oh, could fine. not control his pupils. 
That's terrible. <laughs> I love it. That's terrible. Okay. What do you call a super articulate dinosaur? What do you call a super arti- the art- articulosaurus? That's good. Thesaurus. Oh, that's even better. Oh. That's oh. all I got to give. That's it. 